This is WVEW LP Brattleboro 107.7 FM, your community radio station. Also streaming live online at www.wvew.org. This is Indigo Radio, deepening understanding, making connections. On the air every Sunday at noon, we are a group of educators seeking to learn through engaging with others in our community and throughout the world. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts and guests, not the radio station. Hi everyone, my name is Lauren Pearlstein. I'll be the host for today's show. I'll start by saying, as a Jewish woman and human being, I stand in solidarity with Palestine. Today, you will hear a rebroadcasting of an interview from Pacifica Radio in San Francisco to Gaza. In the midst of the onslaught of bombing last week, we will hear from Naveen, a 33-year-old woman and mother of three living in Gaza. Indigo Radio will have the opportunity to follow up with Naveen for next week's show, so stay tuned for these important reports. To begin the show, I will play a song written by a Palestinian mother that went viral in the last few days. Iman Askar tells the story of Palestine. There once was a land called Palestine where Christians, Muslims, and Jews lived fine in the 1800s. It was ruled by the Ottoman Empire. Meanwhile, a bearded guy founded Zionists for Jews to aspire, a land that becomes their home and safe only for their kind. World War One that ended when the Allies won and England was like, hey, this beautiful land is totally mine. Still the name was Palestine, even though it was colonized, and a promise for a Zionist state was made by a man that had no right. Then more and more Jews arrived seeking refuge, and that's alright until their plan to steal the land was no longer to hide. The year was 1948 when Israel bullied its way into a state. Thousands of Palestinians fled their homes to survive. No right for return, no right for a home, no right to fight for the land that they owned. Israel expanded more and more into an apartheid. Where is your humanity? Humanity, where is your respect for dignity? Call it conflict, that's insanity. It's time to change your mind. One day Palestine will be free, so be on the right side of history. You're not anti-Semitic if you stand against war crimes. Don't be brainwashed by the news. Now you can see for yourself the truth. Learn about the story, story of Palestine. That was Iman Askar, the woman behind the song you just heard, Story of Palestine. The colonization of Palestine has been ongoing for the last 73 years. In 1948, on the day Palestinians refer to as the Nakba, 750,000 Palestinians were forcefully expelled from their homes. More than 500 villages were destroyed, along with the demolition of a dozen towns. The creation of a Jewish state was backed by the British, who would benefit from a Western ally in the Middle East. The Palestinians 
like indigenous people in the Americas, stood in the way of the imperialist project. Their removal was needed to make way for the Jewish settlers. The aim was to leave as few Palestinians as possible. Since 1948, there have been endless waves of violence, endless expulsions, endless bombing, and endless attacks. Today, and in the last couple of weeks, we have seen forced expulsions of Palestinians in the Sheikh Jarrah neighborhood in Jerusalem, violent mobs of settlers attacking Palestinians, the indiscriminate bombing of Gaza, the Israeli occupation forces attacking Palestinians inside Al-Aqsa Mosque and across Palestine. But for 73 years, Palestinians have resisted and continue to fight for their right to return and their right to basic freedom and dignity as human beings. Just three days ago, Palestinians in Gaza were in the streets celebrating a fragile ceasefire of the 11-day bombardment of bombs and violence. Over 248 deaths and over 66 of them children. Today, we rebroadcast an interview from San Francisco to Gaza. Our good friend Ziad Abbas set up this interview for the Flashpoint radio show with Dennis Bernstein on Pacifica Radio. We hear from Naveen, a 33-year-old woman and mother of three living in Gaza in the midst of the recent attacks on the city. They touched base with Naveen at three o'clock in the morning in Gaza on the seventh day of bombing. They begin their show with the voices of resistance from the Bay Area. Free, free Palestine! Free, free Palestine! Free, free Palestine! Free, free All right, this is Franklin, still here in San Francisco. We've uh, moved up uh, Mission Street and are somewhere on Mission. Oh, wait, 24th and Mission, and we came from 16th and Valencia. A huge crowd has came out. I don't think anybody knows how big it is yet. Um, but I have some um, a young woman here from the Palestinian Youth Movement. Uh, you want to tell us who you are and how you're feeling right now looking at all this? Absolutely. Hello, my name is Diala Shade. Again, I'm with the Palestinian Mo- Youth Movement. Um, I am inspired to be here with my fellow Palestinian Arab youth, not only here in San Francisco today, but all across the nation who have come out to protest Israel's uh, colonization and occupation of our land and to demand our political rights. And so it's unfortunate why we are out here. Talk about how you're feeling about this latest attack on Gaza and just basically how it has you feeling inside as um, a Palestinian youth. Yeah, absolutely. It's completely heart-wrenching to see Palestinians all over Palestine being subject to immense violence. We're seeing uh, forced expulsions in Jerusalem. We're seeing the carpet bombing of Gaza. We're seeing massive settler like mobs along with the Israeli occupation forces indiscriminately attacking Palestinians all over all over Palestine. 
And we're also marking, uh, commemorating the uh, Nakba, which is, I believe, 73 years since that happened. Kind of connect the dots why we're here. I mean, hundreds of thousands of Palestinians were basically violently expelled from their homes. And you could watch the videos today. It's it's so similar. How, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, absolutely. We initially, uh, you know, planned this event to commemorate the ongoing Nakba. Um, and like you said, it has been 73 years since the initial forced expulsion in mass of Palestinians in 1948. And so we're here with, you know, our hearts heavy, but also inspired by the uprisings that have, you know, come out of Palestine. And it's not just specific areas. All of all Palestinians across the world are now rising up. And it has been decades. We're talking 73 um, years since then. How are you feeling about the generational flow of the politics? You have young people like I had Tamimi with her family and just continuing on. How are you feeling about young people today? You might and also maybe you might tell us how old you are or <laughs> how old some of the people you work with are and how you feel about the, the youth today and uh, the understanding. Yeah, absolutely. So I am 27 years old. I am first generation, born and raised here in the Bay Area. Um, you know, our resistance is in our blood. It is passed down through generations. My grandparents are older than the state of Israel. They are in their mid to late 80s at this point. And we grew up with the stories. We know Palestine is our home, right? We have witnessed and we have heard and we feel not only our, our position here in diaspora, um, not being able to return home to our families, but the, the legacy that we have inherited. My grandparents were forcibly expelled both in 1948 and then exiled in 1967. My, both of my parents experienced multiple wars um, across the Middle East in Palestine, right? And so we've seen time and time, time and time again, so many waves of expulsion, so many waves of repression, so many waves of violence um, as part of Israel's ongoing campaign to ethnically cleanse all of Palestine. And so we're here, we've inherited this legacy, we've inherited this resistance, and we're going to continue fighting until Palestine is liberated. And um, assuming you have family and relatives and friends all in Palestine, how does it feel like to see some of the video that we actually get to see out here and those tremendous explosions and building collapses just, you know, I know it must be very personal. It's honestly, it's horrifying. And this is something that we grew up with, which is really, really sad to say. You know, it is never easy to watch bombs fall, Gaza continuously get carpet bombed, watching mobs of Israeli settlers and like, you know, these are lynch mobs that are going after our youth. You know, it's never easy to watch children's childhoods be stripped away from them um, and to watch them like mercilessly murdered. And yeah, it's definitely, it, it's, it's definitely horrifying, but we are standing here you know, in solidarity with our Palestinian siblings that are enduring this back home. And we really want to uplift their voices, uplift their struggle to make sure that the world knows, to make sure that people all over know what's happening on the ground. This is Indigo Radio on WVEW Brattleboro 107.7 FM, your community radio station. You just heard from Voices on the Street in San Francisco, standing in solidarity with Palestine. We're going to take a short break before we head into the next portion of our show. We will be continuing a rebroadcast of an interview from San Francisco to Gaza. We will hear from Naveen, a 33-year-old woman and mother of three living in Gaza in the midst of the recent attacks on the city. Ziad, 
founder and director of Middle Eastern Children's Alliance and radio show host, Dennis Bernstein, touched base with Naveen at three o'clock in the morning in Gaza on the 17th of May. The song you're about to hear is called Palestine by MC Abdul. MC Abdul is a young Palestinian boy from Gaza. He raps about life under siege and the recent Israeli attacks. Palestine's been occupied for decades, but a home for centuries. This land is generations of my family's memories to play and grow and nurture the symbol of peace. The olive trees guaranteed that our people could eat. Living with limitations, pushed down by the occupation. Wanna see the pain? Take a look at the people's faces. Imagine being kicked out of the only house you ever known. We're praying for our souls while they're praying on our homes. It's not easy to put this into Welcome back. That was Palestinian MC Abdul, just 11 years old. He posted that video during the recent attacks on Gaza. He said, this past week has been very tough for my home, Gaza City. I just want the world to know about the situation in Palestine. Music is what keeps me going. We're going to get back to the interview we are rebroadcasting today. We are about to hear from Naveen, 33-year-old mother of three, living in Gaza City in the midst of the recent bombings. All right. Uh, We're going to leave that protest. That was uh, Free Will and Frank. We thank him for the sound from Saturday's protest. You were there, Ziad. uh, And uh, we wanted to tell people who are are now joining us now, Naveen and uh, Iyad, from the Gaza Strip. Can you hear me, uh, Naveen? Hello, Naveen. Yes, can you hear me? You. This is Naveen from Gaza Strip. Okay, can we can we bring her voice up a little bit? Okay. Uh, how are you doing today, Naveen? Um, I'm What's it like? What's go- It's 3 o'clock in the morning now. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. How are you? Oh, yes, it is the three o'clock anymore. Well, um, not very good because we hardly get any sleep for the past eight days. A bombing all night long is not something that you could sleep with. Um, praying and hoping that every day uh, some kind of a solution could uh, come to the area and we could uh, finally resolve this and actually get some sleep. Uh, but this is us in, uh, during the night. It's, uh, uh, bombing everywhere uh, in, in my neighborhood practically uh, very destroyed downtown Gaza is 
very much destroyed uh, the beautiful seafront of Gaza, which is the only place that we could call beautiful, is is very much destroyed. It's it's, it's horrifying. It's heartbreaking. But we're still surviving every day that uh, we wake up in the morning. We're actually surprised that we are still alive. And it was like, I look at my kids and I see, thank God we live to see another day. You made it through another day. Could you talk a little bit more about what a day is like? Uh, how do you get food? How do you get through the day? Give us a sense of life now on the ground. Um, to be honest, uh, uh, pretty much the, the streets are uh, very clean. Uh, no people are going out. They're very, very afraid. Everyone is cooped up in their house, afraid that if you go out to run an errand during the day, uh, an Israeli uh, rocket could target you and bomb you. Um, 500 um, uh, units have been completely destroyed, so and 43,000 people have gone homeless and uh, living inside, living inside the Iowa schools. So that's a that's a very big motive for everyone to stay home and not let themselves be a target for Israeli bombs. Uh, the other day, we heard that one was a, on, a, on a motorcycle trying to run an errand got bombed. Uh, today morning, our morning, what yesterday. A car, uh, a, a civilian car, someone, three people were in them, uh, trying to run there and got bombed and the three of them uh, uh, got uh, killed. So uh, no shops and no stores are open. Uh, the streets are empty and uh, the rubble is everywhere. Uh, to be honest, um, it was going to be Eid, the first day of the hostility. That day, the footage that comes right after Ramadan. So most people uh, pile up goods and pile up uh, shopping items before that. So none of them uh, thought that this is going to uh, last them a lot more than they expected. Uh, for me, and my family, um, we live in. Uh, we use canned food because. There is no market. We can't go shopping. The malls are closed. Uh, the shops are closed. Everything is closed. So we, we use whatever that we have at the house from canned food to survive. Um, other than that, I think most people are doing the same because they, we are very afraid to go outside. And um, this is pretty much we live and survive on listening to the news every day. Uh, hearing about someone got bombed here and someone got bombed there. A house next to us got bombed and everyone inside to die. So, yeah, this is pretty much our day. And how do you think this is affecting... How do you sort of help the children understand what's going on? How How does this affect that whole situation, the family? How am I helping my children during this? Um, I'm, I'm trying, to be honest. I'm trying not to to, to subject them. I, I have uh, three girls, by the way. The eldest is uh, uh, almost nine. 
and uh, trying not to subject them to the news that I'm listening to all day. Um, trying to, uh, whenever we hear a rocket, as I, I told them, those are uh, fireworks. Uh, we're celebrating Gaid, so don't be afraid. Uh, I think uh, the the eldest church, you know, grasping that is beyond fireworks and something is actually happening. So I try to hold them and embrace them as much as I can, uh, assure them that everything is going to be okay. Um, I play with them inside the house because we have so much time inside the house together. Um, um, absolutely, they're not allowed to leave the house whatsoever. Uh, they could be a handful because we have so much time and uh, um, we're not allowed to, to, to go outside and they're very afraid all the time. Uh, so we're trying to organize our time between morning and uh, afternoon and night, um, trying to play games together, study a bit from what we have because we already... Uh, study online because the schools closed last year because of COVID. So we're trying to pick up that uh, so they they won't forget and um, you know organize their meals, organize their playtime. And the night I can't control it because they're they're terrified. I am terrified. I I could barely stand my ground during the night when they start bombing like crazy and. The sound is much, much louder than today. So we're, we're trying so hard to keep things under control. And it's the middle of the night there now. Did they bomb tonight? Oh, yeah, yes. They were just bombing a second ago. Just before you called, if you called just a few minutes earlier, you could have heard the bomb. They're terrifying. They're so loud. And I guess that terrifies the children. They're shaking the ground. Go on. Go on. Go on, please. Continue. (laughs) Um, uh, This morning, our morning yesterday, we woke up to uh, a new thing that they used eight phosphorus bombs in the north. Uh, and uh, they're using a new type of rocket. And I took it names. I'm not sure what they're called, but they are designed to go deep into caves, into bunkers, and into destroying anything and everything underground, making sure that if there are people actually hiding, uh, not, no, you're not going to run away from us. We're going to destroy you all. Uh, they bombed all the streets leading to any major hospital in Gaza, all the main roads. So if they're injured uh, and it takes you three minutes to get to the hospital with the new bombing, you're going to take an hour to get to the hospital so you can bleed out and die in, in, in the road. Um, this morning, our morning as well, yesterday, they uh, fired drone missiles to two schools uh, that uh, the people are hiding inside, as in uh, leaves don't don't hide here. Find another place. Um, they bomb schools, yeah, yeah, and, and and they're targeting uh, 
they fired a missile. It's a warning missile from a drone to them. It doesn't make such damage, uh, but it was a warning one. Leave. Uh, they've uh, bombed to the ground four residential towers. Each one is like 13 or 15, uh, 15 floors high to the ground. Today they bombed a clinic, the largest, the largest government clinic in Gaza City. It's called Rimal Clinic, which is the only center that has a lab to test for COVID-19. And it, it has also the only lab in Gaza City or in Gaza Strip uh, for testing PKU children. Um, they've bombed institutions uh, that belong to the to 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 the resistance uh, such as banks and um, offices media anything and everything related to them anything even if they are renting one office in, in a tower that is 15 floors high they brought it to the ground they destroyed everything We've lived it through three wars so far in 2008, 2012, and 2014. The last one in 2014, it was 51 days, but we have not seen fear and destruction Honestly, and I tell you that every day we wake up saying, oh, my God, we're alive. I am not kidding you. Wow. You're listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. We're speaking to Naveen in the Gaza Strip, and we're hearing about uh, life on the ground. You said you have three children, and the oldest one is nine? Almost nine. She's eight and a half. Almost nine. Wow, and then and then how? What's the next one? I have seven and a half and five. Yeah, wow, my first nine, daughters, seven and a half, they, and uh, five. They were born right after each other. And they're never going to forget this, are yeah. they? They're never going to forget this, and, are and they? This is going to inside our residential. Uh, Oh, no, 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 forgetting this. It's not just my kids, uh, because I live in one apartment of a residential building that belongs to my husband's uh, family. We are like five apartments in the building, and all of his married sisters with all of their children have run away from their homes to our house because we're in downtown. We're supposed to be safer, but no one is safe. We have a lot of more, no more than 50 people inside the house, uh, including children. It's, it's, it's a population. Well, we have a population in this residential building, and it's not very big because everyone is afraid. It's supposed to be the safest place in Gaza, but no one is safe. No one is safe. Wow. And um, why do you think the Israelis are are doing this? Why do you think um, they're so willing to kill so many and hurt so many children? It, it's as many as 300 people 
dozens of women and children. Why do you think they're so brutal? Are they trying to cleanse the planet of Palestinians? What do you think is going on here? I, uh, I I can't answer for them. It's definitely a genocide what they're doing, uh, killing as many targets uh, as they can, civilians, women, and children. Uh, it's never in anyone's intention to harm uh, uh, someone else, whether they were weaker or stronger than them. We are pacifists. We are peace lovers. We just want to live in peace. We are... We're, we're cubed up in a very little space, and we are poor. We are we're just living by. We don't we don't want any trouble. We don't want war. We can't handle war. Is it going to make them look as they had a victory over Gaza Strip, as they killed as many as they as we have already counted? Is it gonna um, you know um, you know maybe they could lie to their media? We've killed this many uh, terrorists, uh, maybe it's a campaign of some kind, maybe it's a crusade. I don't know what are they thinking. Why are they killing so many of us when they know they are not killing Hamas leaders, they're killing civilians. They're killing civilians. I, I don't know what kind of victory it brings them, but it sounds like it does, and it sounds like it's their motive. So. We have to suffer and we have to die so they could sound and look victorious. This is Indigo Radio, deepening understanding, making connections. You are just listening to Naveen, 33-year-old woman and mother of three living in Gaza City. We are rebroadcasting an interview from Pacifica Radio to Gaza. Ziad, founder and director of Middle Eastern Children's Alliance, and radio show host Dennis Bernstein touched base with Naveen live at 3 o'clock in the morning in Gaza on the 17th of May. We will take a short break to listen to a song by Low Key featuring Palestinian rap group Dam, Palestinian musician Shadia Mansour, Narsi from Iraq, Iranian artist Hishkas and Reveal, Syrian-Lebanese performer Eslam Jawad, and African-American Muslim Hassan Shalam Salam. Not every Zionist is Jewish, and not every Jew is a Zionist. This is for Palestine, Ramallah, West Bank, Gaza It's about time we globalize the Intifada Listen close, I've got six words for Obama Long live Palestine, long live Gaza Palestine, Ramallah, West Bank, Gaza It's about time we globalize the Intifada Listen close, I've got six words for Obama Long live Palestine, long live Gaza The government supports me, people of the UK didn't Zionism's not compatible with Judaism The hijacked faith, the state is Misrepresenting Israel equals displacement and ethnic cleansing. I know I'm on a list for being more verbal. Curse every Zionist since Theodore Herzl. Balfour was not a wise man. Shame on Rothschild. Between them, the monster they created has gone wild. <laughs> 
هدم حريتي بتبدا لما اخذها يدفع الثمن سيدي القاضي انظر اليه افتح دينيه كم من دليل يصرخ عليه اترك المطرق اعطيني حريتي واربط فيه تيست اللافتر اتشربن دوب فير ديزاستر ليفن نير ذا ماستر كلير ذا فاستس هير ذا كاسكت وي راب ون وي داي فروم بوم باستيك تاك لونز افتر هات Summer days in the thunder blaze They murk your dreams like Theodore Hurts or screams In the UN in 48, third intifada For mother's daughters, sons martyred And empty fathers like Aude and bass, the community is in the house Sarsas, darab and darab The matter is kabas and kabas The nafas is like an apa Hatta the fall and rafas Six hudud and hadim Chila tair man and afas Ruh, tair, tair, ya ammi Ruh, inta dammi Hayati wa qalbi Maak hayda zambi Nater bas al-mahdi Wa Isa والأمل الوحيد اللي صفى هو ربي وين كتو تلفزيو نوع مش ميشيلن دروغ ميگن داشتم اخبار میدیدم که چه زورا جورا رو بچه ها و عشقای مادر ها رو زمی میریزن بچه ها شیرینن نشونش رو بچه ای که تازه یاد گرفته نابره و دستشو میگیرن پوری کرد بعد تیریزن جم وقت پیش سنه های شبیه اینو تو چند قدمی میدیدم احدارم چی میدم Burns your flesh to the bone And if you happen to live You'll be left infected with cancer You'll curse the fact that you did Forgive me if I wish the same Fate on those Israelis Responsible for killing All those innocent little babies I studied the Torah And learned by their own admission Israel's actions are not Kosher in their own religion بطلع حوالي فيش حياة أخذوا أرضي من تحت شاي أعطوني معاناة كنا نحمل طرية نترزى من الله خلونا نحمل بندقية نتوكل على الله مجزرة مدبح الكل شافة الشاشات مش اليوم مش ضفة مش غزة معا بالصفحات التاريخ شوف المسيح شوف أكتر من ستين عام دق الأجساد في فلسطين Settlements setting up to eliminate child, woman, and man. No such thing as the Middle East, prophet. They deceiving you. No matter where you stand, there's always something to the east of you. So whether it's the Mossad or the FBI policing you, it's all one struggle until the final breath is leaving you. لازم نتعلم كيف نفكر لازم نتعلم كيف نودى رسالة بدون منسكر أبواب الإيمان يا سيدي ما كنتش عرفت خيري لو ما جربت غيري فخذ كلامي تجربي مش إنهاني لازم نقطع راسل وحش عشان يضيع طريقه وآخرته تنكشف Welcome back. This is Indigo Radio on Brattleboro's WBEW 
LP 107.7 FM, your community radio station. That was Long Live Palestine by Low Key, featuring Dom, Shadia Mansour, Narsi, Hishkas, and Reveal, Eslam Jawad, and Hassan Salam. We are rebroadcasting an interview from Pacifica Radio in San Francisco. Ziad Abbas and Dennis Bernstein are speaking with Naveen, 33-year-old and mother of three in Gaza. They recorded this interview live on May 17th in the midst of the recent bombings. Naveen was speaking about daily life in Gaza over the past couple of weeks. Unable to leave the house, terrified children, over 500 units destroyed and over 43,000 people homeless. This violence is beyond what they have seen before and they are thankful to be, to be alive in the morning. Let's continue to hear from Naveen. We're also joined by Ziad Abbas. Ziad, would you like to sort of talk a little bit with your friends uh, and jump in here? Welcome, Ziad Abbas of the Middle East Children's Alliance. Yes, go. Sabal Khair, Naveen. Hi, Ziad. How are you Hi, hi. I'm sorry. Allah Salamak Tislami. I know it's hard, it's tough time. I was speaking with Iyad before. We were talking in Arabic language, of course, and he was describing what you said about, yeah, the bombing, especially in the Katiba, Katiba area, where is the bark, the big national, the big bark there. Yes, and, yes uh, Katiba, yes. Yeah, it was uh, it was like this. I know there are. You spoke about yeah, like yeah, uh, what's the about the bower? There were bombs around as well. Oh, like, there's no power. There's no power. We we barely see it. Like three hours a day, three hours and twenty four hours. Uh, it's not enough for us to to be able to pump water into the tanks so we can use it. We were out of water and out of power. And we are out of food, and we are out of security, and we are out of everything. And I heard some reports this morning about the water issue, the polluted water, because they already destroyed the infrastructure, even the sewage system, right? Oh, yes, yes. They have destroyed uh, the infrastructure in the streets, um, and, and, and water reservoirs, and wells, and every, uh, everything that you could think of. Uh, around the, they've, they've uh, bombed the streets around the hospitals. They've bombed the streets around uh, university campuses. They've bombed uh, uh, the streets around clinics. They've bombed the streets uh, uh, near water reservoirs. They've bombed everything. It's horrible. It, yeah, uh, and Gaza is mutilated. If you've ever seen Gaza before, it's it's. It was beautiful. No, it's not. And uh, uh, two days ago, I was talking with Iyad, and he was telling me about the daughters that at night they can't sleep, and they think that not just the bombing make it like the house shaking. It's like continuous earthquake happening for the, the, the children, for your daughters. Yes. Yes. I have, uh, as I told you before, I have... Three daughters, uh, the one in the middle, who's actually the uh, the, the one who is most terrified, uh, Judy, 
she, she, she doesn't buy it. She doesn't think so. There's fireworks. She came to the realization that we are being bombed and we could die any second. Yesterday, she was shaking so hard in my arms that I thought she was going to break into pieces. I, I kid you not. I swear to you, she was shaking. I tried to just um, calm her down a bit and tell her, like, it's okay, you're in my arms, nothing's going to happen to you. She was shaking so hard. I felt like her body's going to, to, to break into pieces. She even tried to leave the house, open the house and leave and, and, and start running. She was so afraid and, and I was like holding her for over an hour trying to, to, to tell her, you're safe with me. She doesn't understand what she's doing anymore. She wanted to leave the house. She actually opened the house and she wanted to start running and we kept her from doing that. Right. I am I am I'm, I'm listening to you at the same yeah, time I'm hearing the most. Yeah, absolutely. Children they are very you know, we work with the youth vision, we work a lot with the children and young people and uh, still there are some programs trying to uh, uh, support people like especially young people from 2014, the impact of 2014 attack on people. Now they need to deal with 2021. Yeah, and this one is even uh, uh, more violent, more brutal. Uh, it's, 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 it's 2014 is a fairy tale compared to what's happening right now. And uh, all the programs that are still treating people from the Trump of 2014, they're going to need 10 more years to cure people from what's happening right now. And they can never be cured. It's horrifying. It's horrifying. I am, I am, um, Did we lose her? I'm an adult. Mike? And I've seen so many things in my life. And I've lived I through three wars. And Mike, I need, I need treatment from the shock and trauma. Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. Uh, we're joined in uh, here in the Bay Area by Ziad Abbas. He's the program director of the Middle East Children's Alliance. We've been speaking with Naveen, who is in a refugee camp uh, in Gaza City, uh, and apparently they're getting the hell bombed out of them. I don't know if they were just bombed off the air. Um, Ziad, are you with me? Yes, and I think Naveen, she still can hear us. She was talking about how children, they were, like, already there were some programs. Yes. Can you to continue, Naveen? Can you hear her, Dinesh? Yes, I can hear her now. Go yeah, ahead, I, Naveen, sorry. Yes, I, I'm hearing you. We, we heard just about everything you said. Go on, go on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just a, a, just a point saying that in, in 2014, uh, the, the war was so long for 51 days and people are still being treated from that trauma. And I think they're going to need double the years from 2014 until now to be uh, cured from the trauma of this one, even though it's only eight days. Uh, or nine days until now. It's, it's horrifying, and uh, such trauma cannot be healed uh, uh, just just easily. It does not go away in the in, in day. It does not go away uh, by saying a few words. Actually, people have to work on it and uh, and, and actually seek treatment and, and tell others and um, ask for their help. I'm an adult. 
I am 33 years old and I'm telling you, if I survive this war, I need treatment because it's beyond any, any horror I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. The impact of this kind of attacks live with people forever, for a long time. And here we speak about Gaza Strip, like I know, uh, uh, since 2006, 2007, we have the siege and the blockade, and the people, they are already suffering uh, from that. Now, regarding this situation, Saturday, they, you are talking with this radio station, KBFA, Flashpoint program, and they were covering in the beginning of this uh, um, uh, program today about what happened last Saturday. There were a huge demonstration. And tomorrow, actually, in Vien, they are organizing another big, big protest in mm -hmm. San Francisco in front of the Israeli mm -hmm. consulate. Do you have anything you want to tell the people in Bay Area and many yeah. other stations around? Um, I've seen the I've seen the pictures and the videos for the demonstration two days ago, and I have so many friends who sent me uh, pictures and uh, sent me their thoughts and sent me uh, their loving and warm uh, 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 greetings from there. It was uh, heartfelt to see all of those people uh, supporting us and saying we're not leaving you alone. And I said it before, and I'm saying it right now. We I know that. We are a free world, can do so much to stop this terror. Americans, especially Americans, have so much to do to stop their terror because they can push the government and push their uh, leaders to push Israel to stop this. Let's not be silent about what's going on. Uh, let's keep doing this. Let's keep demonstrating. Uh, let's keep protesting. Let's say no to Israel. You do not do as you please not every time this time you you need to be stopped people have to be heard palestinians have the right to live in peace Gazans have the right to live in peace so support that absolutely and this is why uh, this radio station try to bring your voice from shata refugee camp shata refugee camp it's a beach the beach refugee camp based in Gaza, and I, I remember uh, a few days ago I was talking with your uh, husband, and this is the time came after the massacre it was happened with the, a family, actually two families, they were living together inside Shata refugee camp. Can you talk about this, please? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. Uh, the, 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 the Shata uh, massacre uh, actually, the two families that were in one house, Abu Hatab family, whose house was bombed, and their uh, their married daughter with her children, who is visiting for Eid, she, <clears throat> I think she misread the event and thought it was safe for her to leave her uh, her house. She's married with five kids who are all boys. Uh, she went to her uh, brother's house, who lived. It doesn't need transportation. She just walked the distance. It's two streets behind our street, so it's just a 10-minute walk, even less. So they were actually playing with my kids. Uh, they were playing with my daughters. The boys who died used to play with my daughters all the time. And uh, what you know, it was just last week before the, the escalation happened that her son Yahya, 
and my daughter, Lana, they're the same age. They were fighting, and he hit her, and it was like, yeah, yeah, you're getting in trouble. But yeah, he is no wrong, and he has gone. I wish he could come back and hit her again, and we could resolve this. But Yahya and his entire family was wiped out. Uh, the woman, Maha, with her five boys, went to her brother's house. Um, and she was not planning to stay the night, but she made that decision and she stayed the night with her kids and, and uh, along with her brother's kids and her, uh, her sister-in-law. There were around 11 children in that house. All of them died with all of the adults. The house was destroyed and bombed to the ground. Every living soul in that house died. Just one survivor, the five-month-old baby, was the only survivor. He was found under the rubble with barely a scratch and a broken leg, and it was a complete um, miracle. Uh, yeah. But it was uh, a, a massacre that I, I didn't believe that the, the kids that I saw every day playing with my kids, they're just gone. All of them. All of them. They, they died. Oh, my God. Yeah. And just I want to remind the listeners that until now, the statistics, we have 212 people killed in Gaza. Among them... 68 children and 34 women and this number is increasing day by day hour by yeah. hour uh, Levine is talking about the massacre happened two days ago three days ago and shot a refugee camp and this is actually Naveen you are living in Gaza Strip and this is the history in Gaza right now it takes mm -hmm. me back to number of families they were wiped out in 2014 and right now i was reading a report today there are eight families in gaza strip wiped down among them there is a doctor yesterday he was they bombed their house and the whole family actually they were killed yes uh, uh family or yes yes like three, three families living in residential homes, not towers, not buildings. They're just regular two-story houses right next to each other. And it was, it was, it, they formed, the houses formed some kind of a block. It was uh, uh, bombed entirely, wiped out entirely. Everyone, like around 40 dead, all of them. Among the families that died, uh, a doctor with his three children, uh, his eldest daughter, was Riham, who was an engineer, uh, and uh, she has so many big dreams, and uh, um, and another uh, uh, other two uh, young men who are in their 20s, they also had their big dreams, and they died. Uh, the other families, uh, there was a, a, a young woman who's uh, studying in dentistry uh, college, trying to graduate in her third year. She was actually engaged to be married right after Raid. Shayma was her name. And her fiancé spent two days uh, looking for her in the rubble, uh, thinking that she might survive, and finally he found her in the morgue. Uh, so many heartbreaking stories. Yeah, absolutely. But, and this um, is the story of Gezus. You're Christ, talking, uh, Ziad, about 
No, yeah, I'm yeah, talking about the dude. Such a story in in every city. Yeah, go ahead. Uh-huh. No, 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 I was waiting to hear your your, your question. I, I just wanted to come in here uh, and say thank you to Naveen for the courage to speak with us. It's so important that we hear these stories. The brutality is amazing. And Ziad Abbas, I want to say, let people know that you work with the Middle East Children's Alliance and the Mecca is directly connected to the Gaza Strip because (laughs) you all are involved in... They are bombing. Yes. They are bombing now, Dennis. Naveen? Naveen, are you there? Did you hear that bomb? Yes. Yes, I heard something. Oh, my God. It was it shook the home. Was that close? I'm sorry, Dennis. Please go on. You look very... No, no. Tell us... Did you... So, tell us about the... That that bombing was close to your house? Yes, that was very close. Very close. I think it's about two blocks away. It shook wow. the house, everything in the house started shaking. The bomb uh, was very loud. And surprisingly, my kids are still asleep, so thank God for that. It's still, we, we don't know where exactly, unless, until we see the news. And it takes about two to three minutes for the news to come in. So once it comes in, I'll tell you where exactly is the bombing. Sure. Wow. But we want you to take care of yourself, Naveen. And your family. <laughs> yes, yes. Pray for us to wake up in the morning. Pray for us to wake up in the morning. This is our greatest hope right now. To wake up in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are going to um, be thinking about you. Again. Again. Wow. Again. Yes, again. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God! That's so close. Oh my God! Oh my God! Sorry, Naveen. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. Um, it's not. It's not safe. But I'm looking at, at the window. Uh, oh my God! Um, uh, the sky is lighting red, and I'm incoming. I don't know where from, but I'm expecting to hear a bombing sound. Oh. Just we want you to be safe and uh, uh, we will try, uh, Dennis, to... I would like to thank you, Naveen, and of course I will be in touch with you in a few minutes after the program. And Dennis, it's your call. Thank you, Naveen, so much. And please, please stay safe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Naveen. It was really good to hear your voice. And thank you. Thank you, Naveen. Have me anytime you want. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please be safe. We'll talk to you soon. Maybe tomorrow. She said, God willing. God willing. And we're back. This is Indigo Radio, rebroadcasting from Flashpoint's radio show in the Bay Area. 
Ziad Abbas, director and founder of Middle Eastern Children's Alliance, and Howard Bernstein, radio host, were speaking to Naveen, a woman and mother in Gaza, live on May 17th, in the midst of the violent bombings. We just heard the bombs as Naveen was speaking. It was just after three in the morning, her children were sleeping. Naveen mentioned that these bombs were going off only a couple of blocks away. She talked about her child shaking from fear, unable to calm down. She mentioned that her children's playmates lost their lives this past week due to the bombings. Nobody knew where the bombs would hit next. Nobody safe anywhere. And that kind of terror is not something that anyone wants to be familiar with. Naveen said, our greatest hope is to wake up in the morning. We are going to take a short break. The song you will hear is another song by 11-year-old MC Abdul, Palestinian child living in Gaza. He came out with this song about three months ago called My Only Way to Voice. The video features MC Abdul with 13 other young boys standing in front of a bombed out building. We'll return in a minute. Yeah. Come on. Three wars of my lifetime. And I'm only 11. I didn't ask for this life, but I thrive 24 7. When I go out and provide, give my family a choice. No one recognizes rap, but it's my only way to voice. Full of this out of trap, and I'm hoping it releases. I stand a shining light for God's city and its people. Peace, love, and unity. The streets are nothing new to me. I speak the truth so you can see. It's more than just computer screens with images of rubble. Buildings turn to pieces. My plan is reconnect the love. We've seen enough of evil. I'm wishing for my dreams so I can make a difference. My brother finds it hard to speak with music. He can listen. So many obstacles we face each day. We like to play hide and seek. I guess we have to play it safe. So this is my redemption. Calling out to the universe every single word. Give Palestine kids hope one day they'll be heard. They want to see the children play. Going out day by day. Never gonna feel more pain. I just wanna see more game. What if this life can be the same? Want to see the NBA. Want to see LeBron James play. No more bullets, that's right. Want to see the world out there. This kid got game. Yeah. This kid got game. And we're back. That was MC Abdul, an 11-year-old living in Gaza. He says in that song, I speak the truth so you can see it's more than just computer screens. This is a challenge and one that Naveen spoke about as well. We must be able to see that Palestinians are humans just like us. There are not voices behind a screen and we cannot leave them alone. We have so much to do right now. Silence is not an option. There's currently a $735 million weapons sale slated to go to Israel in addition to the $3.8 billion a year we send to Israel. That's more money than we send to any other country in the world. And for what? This $735 million will be used for precision-guided weapons for Israel. 
to a military that targets civilians, women and children on a daily basis. Next week, Indigo Radio will have the opportunity to speak with Naveen to follow up. Since this interview, the ceasefire went into effect. There has been continued violence at Al-Aqsa Mosque and across Palestine. We will continue the conversation, deepen our understanding, and make connections. Thanks so much for joining Indigo Radio today. Thank you to Flashpoint Radio Show, Howard Bernstein, Ziada Boss, and Naveen. I'm going to end this show with a spoken word poem by Palestinian Rafif Ziada. We teach life, sir. I'll start with this poem. I wrote this poem when the bombs were dropping on Gaza, and I was the media spokesperson for the coalition uh, doing a lot of the organizing. And we had stayed up to about six o'clock in the morning, perfecting every sound bite. And by the end, if you're Palestinian, you know most Palestinians get tired and start pronouncing our P's as B's. So we become Palestinians by the end of the day. So I was practicing my P's all night. And the next morning, um, one of the journalists asked me, don't you think it would all be fine if you just stopped teaching your children to hate? Um, I did not insult the person. I was very polite. Uh, but I wrote this poem uh, as a response to these types of questions we Palestinians always get. Today, my body was a TV'd massacre. Today, my body was a TV'd massacre that had to fit into sound bites and word limits. Today, my body was a TV'd massacre that had to fit into sound bites and word limits filled enough with statistics to counter measured response. And I perfected my English and I learned my UN resolutions. But still, he asked me, Ms. Ziada, don't you think everything would be resolved if you would just stop teaching so much hatred to your children? Pause. I look inside of me for strength to be patient, but patience is not at the tip of my tongue as the bombs drop over Gaza. Patience has just escaped me. Pause. Smile. We teach life, sir. Rafif, remember to smile. Pause. We teach life, sir. We, Palestinians, teach life after they have occupied the last sky. We teach life after they have built their settlements and apartheid walls. After the last skies, we teach life, sir. But today, my body was a TV'd massacre made to fit into sound bites and word limits. And just give us a story, a human story. You see, this is not political. We just want to tell people about you and your people. So give us a, a human story. Don't mention that word apartheid and occupation. This is not political. You have to help me as a journalist to help you tell your story, which is not a political story. Today, my body was a TV'd massacre. How about you give us a story of a woman in Gaza who needs medication. How about you? Do you have enough bone broken limbs to cover the sun? Hand me over your dead and give me the list of their names in 1,200 word limits. Today, my body was a TV'd massacre made to fit into sound bites and word limits and move those that are desensitized to terrorist blood. But they felt sorry 
They felt sorry for the cattle over Gaza. So I give them UN resolutions and statistics and we condemn and we deplore and we reject and these are not two equal sides, occupier and occupied, and a hundred dead, two hundred dead, and a thousand dead. And between that war crime and massacre, I vent out words and smile, not exotic, smile, not terrorist. And I recount, I recount, a hundred dead, two hundred dead, a thousand dead. Is anyone out there? Will anyone listen? I wish I could wail over their bodies. I wish I could just run barefoot in every refugee camp and hold every child, cover their ears so they wouldn't have to hear the sound of bombing for the rest of their life the way I do. Today, my body was a TV'd massacre. And let me just tell you, there is nothing your UN resolutions have ever done about this and no soundbite no soundbite I come up with no matter how good my English gets no soundbite no soundbite no soundbite no soundbite will bring them back to life no soundbite will fix this we teach life sir we teach life sir we Palestinians wake up every morning to teach the rest of the world life sir